This is a special edition of Your Money, Your Wealth. Stocks gone wild. What's going on with GameStop? I'm producer Andy Last, and here are Joe Anderson, CFP, and our special guest today, Brian Perry, CFP, CFA. He's the Director of Research and Executive Vice President at Pure Financial Advisors. A couple of minutes just to chat about stocks going wild. Uh, this week in the stock market has been something incredible. Uh, that I don't think anyone saw coming or could predict or, you know, even fathom what really is going on here. So uh, Brian Perry is a lot smarter than me in regards to the overall market. So I thought him and I will chat just a little bit just to help you understand. I mean, there's a lot of news. There's a lot of headlines. And some of the stuff is investment jargon that high-level investment professionals really don't understand. And so when you look at the average retail investor getting you know, some of this noise, uh, we thought we would potentially kind of clear the, I guess, the, the static, if you will. So, Brian, welcome uh, to the show. Yeah, thanks for, thanks for having me. Good to be here. So let's, in, in broad strokes, tell me what the hell's going on, and then we can kind of get a little bit more granular as we go here. Yeah, so it's interesting because usually when it's like, hey, Brian, come on in, let's talk about stocks going crazy, usually it's the, pr the prices are collapsing, right? Like back in the spring with COVID and stuff. And this is the exact opposite. What we're talking about is not so much the broader market, but a small handful of stocks. GameStop and AMC are, are pretty prominent there, just absolutely skyrocketing up. Um, GameStop's up 80,000% or something like that in the last nine months. And just this year, it, it's up massively. <laughs> it's, 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 I mean, I think, I, I don't know what it's, and, and we're, we're taping this folks on Friday. Um, and the date today is the 29th of January, I believe, Andy. Correct. Yes. All right. See, look at that. I, I don't even have um, my phone in front of me and I knew the date. This podcast will be released today, by the way. Okay. All right. There you go. So w when you look at it, I mean, who, we're not, um, I don't have my ticker tape in front of me. So these things are moving so quickly and so fast, but th the beginning of the year GameStop is at what, $7 a, a share. Yeah. And so in AMC, and then it went up into the 400s, AMC went from two to 20. Um, and, and of course, guys, what goes up goes down because at one point um, on, what was it? Wednesday, I guess it was overnight. Uh, GameStop fell from 480 to like 130 in 80 minutes in the morning, right? AMC got cut in half. And so, and then they went back up again. And so incredible volatility in just these stocks. Is this so, all because of Reddit? Well, let's talk about it. So basically when you look at GameStop, you look at AMC, you look at BlackBerry, right? So just to name a few of these stocks that are, are getting a lot of public uh, public publicity, <laughs> Uh, because of the volatility and the overall um, movement of the stock prices, GameStop is like um, it's a brick and mortar store to buy video games. And, and don't I've never been to GameStop. I never really heard of GameStop before this, right? <laughs> um, we know all know what AMC. No one's going to the movie theaters, and they're on the brink of bankruptcy. Yeah. Um, when's the last time you see anyone use a BlackBerry phone? Right. I had a BlackBerry phone. I thought I was the coolest kid in high school, but that was like 30 years, like 20 years ago. Right. So when you look at this, it's all right. You look at these names that are up so high because the big hedge funds basically were shorting these companies. And so let's stop there first and say, well, what the heck is shorting the company? 
Yeah. So basically, you know, when you look at companies, uh, people form a judgment on whether or not it's good. Right. And like, we have no opinion on these companies. Right. And I, I'm like you GameStop. All I know about is it's next to Wetzel's pretzels. Right. Um, but the market was looking at this same brick and mortar, um, you know, retail selling video game, not a great business model. AMC people can't it's like go the, the block, like blockbuster. Exactly. It's the blockbuster of video games. Right. Um, AMC, maybe it's a good business model. You know, people going to the movies and then COVID nobody's going to the movies. Right. And so people short the stock. And what that means is that when you buy a stock, you go what's known as long. That means you think the price is going up. You own a stock just like many people have. There's an opposite side of that. If you think the stock is going to go down, you can do what's known as shorting it. You're selling the stock, but you don't own it. So what happens is that these, it's for sophisticated investors for the most part, you go out and you borrow the stock. You borrow something that you don't own and you sell it. So uh, let's say hypothetical XYZ company is trading at $10 a share. And I believe that XYZ company is going to go down. It's not going to go from $10 to 15. I think it's going to go 10 to five. So I'm going to go to you, Brian, and say, hey, you know what? I, I heard you had XYZ shared. Can I borrow some of that from you? And so it's a, it's a loan. So basically, Brian is lending me these shares. And so my anticipation is that the stock goes down and then what happens? And then you buy it back, right? Because you owe the shares. And so what happens is you go to your custodian, to Schwab or Fidelity or JP Morgan, whoever it is, you borrow the shares, you sell them. And then the idea is you sold them at 10. Now it's at five. You buy them back and you deliver those shares back because you have to satisfy the stock loan. But you sold at 10, you bought at five, you made money. You made five bucks. Which is great, right? Of course, the opposite can also happen. If it goes to 15, that's not so good. Right. So when you're shorting a stock, you believe that the, the market's going to go down. And so, and you know, betting against someone is never really in, <laughs> you know, there was a movie, the big short, right? Yep. Um, so they're looking at Lehman brothers. They're looking at, Oh, wait a minute. The, the, this housing crisis, let's take a look at some of these banks. Let's take a look at whatever. And there's, it, it's not sustainable. So let's short these stocks. And you know, the movie came out that these guys were basically heroes, right? Yep. They made, you know, millions and billions of dollars on the credit crisis. Uh, but, but that kind of stings some people, right? Uh, you, you got Wall Street again making all this money and everyone else is suffering. And so when you look at COVID, um, a lot of people lost their jobs. They got furloughed. They lost wages, um, whatever. Uh, got sick, uh, died. I mean, there's a lot of really bad things that have happened over the last 12, 13 months. And so then you get the big Wall Street firms again profiting um, on COVID, right? Let's say Zoom, for instance, right? We're on Zoom right now with Andy and it, it, or these pharmaceutical drugs and, you know, you're placing bets. But on the other side of the coin, what had happened is that you have these individual retail investors that are sitting at home. They're on their computers. They want to make money because they're out of a job. And so it's like, okay, well, let's get back at the man, <laughs> Right. <laughs> and so it's like, all right, well, here, you're shorting my video game company. We're going to get you. And so they came out with these message boards on Reddit, and they're like banning together. And what they were trying to do and what they did succeed at doing was buying that stock. So if I'm trying to, if I'm saying this stock's going to go down, but then all of a sudden you got a lot of people buying the stock, what's going to happen to the stock price? Yeah, it's going to go up, right? It's going to go up, yeah. right? And so all of a sudden, as that stock price goes up, and if I'm the, the big hedge fund 
that I believe that the stock price is going to go down. As that stock price goes up, I'm losing my um, shorts here. I'm losing my assets. And I don't want that to happen. I'm a hedge fund. And so all of a sudden it's like, okay, well, the stock prices keep going up. How can that stock price keep going up? Because this business is not a very viable business. But these people band together and said, no, let's buy and hold it. Do not get out. Buy, buy, buy. So they bought, bought, bought. And all of a sudden the hedge funds are like, all right, I got to cut my losses. So when they cut their losses, what do they have to do? They have to buy the stock because they never owned it. They were just, it, it was a loan. They were borrowing the stock. And so now you get even more money you know, buying that stock, jacking that stock price up to the moon. Yeah. The, the term for that is a short squeeze. Right. And it's you can picture a snowball going downhill. This is like a snowball going uphill. Right. The price has been going up because these people are buying. Now the hedge funder, whoever shorted it, needs to cover that position. So they buy it adds momentum to the upward surge and the price goes higher and higher. And it may not make sense. I mean, these companies may or may not survive. Right. There's for most of last year, there was fear of AMC going bankrupt because nobody could go to the movies. Right. So maybe these companies survive, maybe they don't. But one of the most famous sayings in Wall Street is the market can stay irrational longer than you can stay solvent. It doesn't matter whether or not the hedge fund is right in the long term that the stock is worthless or worth less. What matters is in the short run, at some point, they need to throw in the towel and say, I can't take anymore. I have to cover this position that sh shoots the price higher. That's the short squeeze. And that's what, a lot of what we're seeing. And so a lot of individual retail investors made a lot of money. And then all of a sudden, now you got the brokerage firms, Robinhood, right? Robinhood's, you know, a, they're gamifying, basically, right? Investing is they're trying to get younger investors, retail or smaller investors, because there's no transaction costs and fees. So if you got $100, hey, you can buy some stock. And now they're like, oh, nope, we're shutting down. E-Trade, nope, shutting down. You cannot trade on these stocks anymore. And then it's like, well, what are you doing? Now you're shutting me out. So now... As soon as Wall Street hurts a little bit, they're pulling the strings and they're shutting them down. So that's one view of it. The other view is that, hey, we're trying to protect the smaller investor because this is extremely volatile stuff. And it could the, the pendulum could go the other way very, very quickly, and it could wipe these individual investors out. Yeah, and that's the unintended consequences, right? I mean, it's a good thing that you bring investing to the masses. You give them more information. You reduce transaction costs. It lets smaller investors get involved. That's really a good thing. The unintended consequence is that it then makes some people that maybe don't know what they're doing or don't understand the various risks they're taking. They get really aggressive and they do. They, hey, you see a stock go from 100 to 400. It's like, hey, I want in on this. I want right? in. Yeah, all my buddies are but, making money. Yes, I, I, I got a text on Wednesday from Mikey Martin. Right? He's he, the most listened to podcast that we have. And he's he's my best friend, but he's the biggest idiot. <laughs> Right? It's like buying yesterday's <laughs> stocks today. Right? And he, he shows me the ticket. He's like, oh, am I too late? I'm going in. Right. So, you know, he wants to put like 10 grand in it and then he's going to cover it with the VIX. It's like it, he's the worst investor of all time. But right, but you get these headlines. It's like, look at the stock up and people get excited because a lot of people are making a lot of money here. And you can see it on these message boards. And some people are like, hey, I made this. I got this. And all right. Well, hey, we banded together and we, we took down the big guy. Yeah, it's the fine. It's Occupy Wall Street. Remember when people went down and camped outside of Goldman Sachs headquarters or whatever 10 years ago? It's that, except this time they're actually making money doing it instead of living in a tent, right? And there's that sense of us against them. And it's part of, you know, you see the populism, right? Whether it's with some of the rhetoric out of the campaign trail, people marching on the Capitol and stuff like that. And, and you know, some manifestations are worse than others. But it's that's a lot of the messaging there. It's, hey, some of these people are still angry at Wall Street for 2008. 
Some of the people, some of the messages are my parents got hurt and stuff. And so they're taking a pound of flesh away from the big guy and putting it in pocket of the little guy. It's Robin Hood, right? It's the brokerage thing. You know, and speaking of those brokerages, you know, it's really popular to, yeah, they're taking the opportunity away. They're trying to protect. There's also capital regulations where that's what Robin Hood said is that because of the volatility of some of their stocks, they're regulated by the government. They need to have certain levels of capital. They were afraid they would be insolvent or not able to, to satisfy some of those regulations. And so that's what they're claiming is the reason that they restricted some of this access. So I guess what do we do with all this information? Uh, basically nothing, right? Uh, if you're a long-term investor, all of our clients are long-term investors. Um, is is the stock market rigged? Is you know we get a lot of these questions. Um, if 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 you're buying and holding really good companies that is completely diversified across the globe, you're rebalancing your tax, managing the overall account. Uh, this is really f- interesting information of what's going on with some smaller companies and having um, a, a group of people basically banding together. Uh, Brian, are uh, we to, talking 50 people or thousands of people? I mean, the site has 3 million users right now. So we don't know how many of those are actually buying it. But yeah, it's, it seems it's got to be a lot of them, right? I mean, to move the market. To move the market that much. Yeah, it's got to be thousands, but tens then, of the, thousands. The, but as soon as the stock price started ticking up, you know, these hedge funds have, you know, trillions, yeah. right? And so when they're covering their shorts, um, yeah, no pun intended there, yeah. huh? Uh, right. And then that just added fuel to the overall fire. But but here's the key is that in the short run, the market's a voting machine. In the long run, it's a weighing machine. Right. So in the short run, sentiment wins and people get irrationally exuberant or they get really afraid. And you see what happened back in the spring. Right. Markets collapsed and probably fell too far. Here you see these stocks going up and the fundamentals improved on some of them. Right. We're closer to the end of covid. People can go to the movies. Maybe AMC is going to be OK. The stock goes up. But then motion comes in and it goes up more than it should, right? In the long run, fundamentals matter. And I think that's what people lose sight of. They get excited and they don't take into account the fact that what's the long-term value of this. So, you know, I think what do people do? It's like, if you want to get involved in something like this, fine, do what, do what you think is best, but get involved in a way that you can survive if you're wrong, right? So take a small, small slice of what you're doing, put it there, most of your money, right? You find that long-term investment approach and you stick with it. All right. I got one more question if I can. Yes. What is the um, likelihood that something like this could happen with other companies? Oh, very likely. Yeah. If it happened, I mean, what? What? I mean, it happened with AMC. It happened with BlackBerry. It happened with. Um, now there's another couple yeah. names that are coming out. Nokia over in uh, Finland, I think Nokia is. Yeah. Um, so yeah. It, so they're just going to keep doing this. So you take a look at all right. Well, they're shorting this, and I mean, there's the people have been shorting stocks since the market, right? And people have been front running stocks as well. And front running is that oh, like uh, Portnoy, when when he sold um, Barstool, yep, right um, by Penn, um, the the betting uh, company, Penn Gaming, yeah, Penn Gaming, right? What did he say? He goes buy Penn Gaming, and and since the 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 pandemic, I mean, P- Portnoy is like. Hey, you know, I'm, I'm, look at me. I'm a day trader. I'm day trading. And then that got so many like younger people excited um, about investing, uh, which is really cool and which is, which is great. But also you, you really have to realize the risks too. You know, if you got 10 grand and you lose it, it's okay. Uh, but if you got 10 grand and you need a mortgage payment, that's not okay. Right. So it, it, you, you just got to take a look at, you know, your overall goals, risk tolerance and so on. Yeah. And, and nothing new is really happening. 
Um, what's new is a couple things. It's it's that individuals are doing it, and it's because they have access to more information, more tools because of technology than they used to. And then they're using social media to take publicly available information on widely shorted stocks and then band together to, to track it. Um, you know, they need to be careful. It's illegal to manipulate stock prices. The short squeezes are as old as, as the day is long, um, but you can't band together to manipulate stock prices. Um, so, you know, I'm sure that there will be investigations and looks into some of the activity. There always is when there's unusual price movements but yeah i agree with joe this is going to happen again for sure right so all right uh if if you got questions uh you know where to find us um uh, brian wrote a, a, a nice blog another piece just another resource for you we'll just add this right to the show notes or something andy yep absolutely uh, you'll find this in the podcast show notes at yourmoneyyourwealth.com all right hopefully you enjoyed this little snippet of uh what's going on in the world today uh, show's called Your Money, Your Wealth. We'll see you again next time, folks. Your Money, Your Wealth is presented by Pure Financial Advisors. Click the Get an Assessment button in the podcast show notes at yourmoneyyourwealth.com or call 888-994-6257 to schedule your free financial assessment. Pure Financial Advisors is a registered investment advisor. This show does not intend to provide personalized investment advice through this broadcast and does not represent that the securities or services discussed are suitable for any investor. Investors are advised not to rely on any information contained in the broadcast in the process of making a full and informed investment decision.